And yeah, exactly as I've been saying, Runo Misaki should be in Smash Bros. <laughs> the first pigtailed fighter! Of course! <laughs> oh, are we recording that? Have you ever tried rolling a triangle? Thought so. Anyway, hello everybody. Welcome to, I guess, episode one of the Bakugan Wiki podcast. I think this is episode one now. I think it's episode 0.5. You think it's point five, point five, one. Thank you, Mechanium. Who, who cares? One and arc two. I mean, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm Darkest Master, Venomous Brass, whatever. And yeah, let's see what these other guys are this time. I'm Hato, known as Lamar Devante. As said before, I am the one with the subscriber count. Disconnects. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It just dips out when it's his turn. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. Uh, see what I just telling you right now when you're listening back to this. His, his internet died. When you're listening back to this, you better keep this in. I swear oh to God. Oh my gosh. This, that you better keep to stay in. in. That's fantastic. You better oh. add in the Discord disconnect sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> Where the heck are we? It's it, it's okay. He can be a uh, fun mute sounds. Oh my god! I, I want that entire segment in. Otherwise, I'm downvoting this entire podcast. <laughs> anyway, uh, anyway, I, anyway, that was see what I just completely dropping out of the chat. I might need to switch which internet I'm on. Hold on. How much? Okay, so let's just keep going while he's doing that. All right. Uh, so we're well, talking. Who else, who else do we have? have? Uh, and I'm Rigatoni Jones, the hilarious rapping talking animal. Oh goodness, I'm scared nice. for that dog in the Bakugan reboot. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's gonna that's gonna be interesting. Alright, so don't uh, tell anybody. Dog, dog must don't crawl tell anybody. Or I riot. But I am the dog. No, everything Rigatoni says just comes true. Just the most benign things. <laughs> Oh, no. oh, oh geez, that would right. be that would easily be the worst part about this. Anyway, so today we're going to be talking about uh, the quarter three conference call, I I believe, from Spin Master. We've got a little bit of extra information, and then we're just going to be in general just chatting about us and Bakugan in general. Like, why are we still here after ten years? What keeps us here? What got us into it? All that good stuff. Anyway, let's kick things off with the quarterly report. All right, so um, Hado made me get up at 9.30 in the morning to listen to this when I didn't have anything planned today. So, I mean, the fun thing was I got up, I was 17 minutes late to record it, and then Spin Master uploaded the entire audio on their website, like, tonight. So that was useless. So thanks, Hado. that was an hour ago as well. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I I mean, you couldn't have known they were going to upload it tonight if they were going to upload it at all. Yeah, this is true. And my internet's still dying. Wow. Interesting. Also, okay. remember, after the podcast or sometime during it, you have to say the, hey, I'm see what I, so we can add it to the beginning. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, who cares? We're leaving that intro in as it goes. <laughs> That's going to be funny. <laughs> it's to get those laughs and ha-ha's. That's gonna be oh so boy. good. It's, I, I hope somehow that disconnect sound made it in. 
<laughs> I hope that that happens somehow. Okay, so uh, see what I go on about the report. Okay, so um, they open it up. It's, you know, business talk. Boring. But, you know. Get to the they, good stuff. Yeah. Um, it takes them about five minutes to actually get to Bakugan. And basically. Wow, five? That actually didn't take that long. I mean, just to mention it. Considering, like considering however many properties they have. Yeah, so we learned two things in that first five-minute clip. So we learned that Takara Tomi is taking care of all of Asia, not just Japan. That's that's what I thought. That's what I. That's how I interpreted uh, everything in the uh, thing to be that um, Cartoon Network was covering worldwide except for Asia, and that was Takara Tomi. I thought that's yeah. how it was going to go down. So Takara Tomi's taking care of that, and the show we have. A little bit better of a time frame. It is late December, not December first, like everyone was talking about it being. That's that's honestly a big shock to me that they're doing it so late into December. But I guess I'll just cover that after. But again, we, I'm surprised well, that December first is the actual official launch from the looks of it. Well, the the thing is, it doesn't necessarily mean what it doesn't necessarily mean late December. It's later in December, right? Well, he said, so, they so it, said could, we, it could be a weekend. Um, I unless, believe he, uh, unless, exact, I believe he said late December. So, oh, that's kind of lame. Last half, probably after Christmas, honestly. Why oh, not no. just make it a Q1 2019 at that point? Make it go um, on schedule. Christ. Cartoon Network probably needs something for the slot. Oh, please. please. They're, gonna, they're probably going to Teen Titans Go Marathon the entirety of Christmas, and Bakugan's going to be buried within that. Um, Actually, that might be why they're waiting till after, so they can get through all the Christmas content, and once that's over, then introduce new content. Uh, I, hey, dude, you, you, know that, uh, you know that last year, the Christmas marathon for Teen Titans Go went like a few days before Christmas all the way through New Year's? And it was Teen <laughs> Titans Go straight through? With well, maybe you know, with two half hour blocks of Steven Universe. That was it. Oh. I have the picture saved somewhere. I don't know where it's at. Well, that's fun. Yeah. Speaking of the reboot, I guess, and and cartoons that are Western, uh, let's have a shout out to where the writing is taking place. Oh no. Uh, So everyone prepare yourself because uh, this is the one thing that's going to be disgusting and it's not something that uh, Rigatoni came up with himself. Oh, that's a big shock. Yeah. Uh, So writing's going to be in California. Is is this like bad? Which makes me want to vomit. This (laughs) This pretty much means that Japan's not really involved in the creation of this season at all. It's Which, all that's West, really it's surprising. all Western, and it's and it's not even the fact that it's all Western. It's that it's mostly American, and that's kind of worrying me. Hmm. I mean, I I mm. think that the first indicator that this was going to be Americanized. Well, I'm going to say first two indicators. First, Sega Toys is seemingly not involved from what we know. We have seen nothing regarding it. Um, and Takara Tomi's taking Asia's over. Takara Tomi, yeah, exactly. So that's what so Sega Toys might be completely out of it. Like, no, we're not having any surprising. part in this. And then the second thing is the art style itself, which is clearly much more Americanized and not a bit more of the rough anime style which season one had. 
Right. There was a bit of a there was a bit of a 4chan quote leak a while back, which wasn't so much of a leak. It was mostly just uh, some information that uh, said the show would probably be animated a little bit like Voltron. And I'm not familiar with Voltron, but I saw a little clip and I'm just like, uh, I don't know. About uh, Voltron's that. good. Well, I, I, I liked what I've watched of Voltron. I'm, I'm honestly not that worried about an American writing staff. It, like, it's, it's not the writing. It's the animation. All right. Animation I, I like either. Voltron looked a little choppy. There's a few right. more things to actually talk about here. And I'm just making sure that I have my notes here. So one thing to mention is after they had mentioned California, the spokesperson had said that the show was airing in January, which maybe maybe it was an accident, but... Um, yeah, it's looking like it's going to be more towards that date, like late December. Yeah, I feel I feel like it is going to be later on December. Saying Accidentally saying January, it seems like the date may be close. Maybe they made an error, but considering what we know seems like we are just going to get it like right after christmas which is really odd to me but also that's a a bit of a bummer in my opinion at least at least the kids will be like out of school at that point and Uh, and be able to watch saturday morning cartoons well the issue is that they're airing this right after christmas so if kids are getting into the show they're obviously going to want the toys and it's right after christmas right and I mean, the but toys are the toys are coming Q1 anyway, so it's yeah. not which is like still be... a very odd decision to make. Um, I think they could have taken just a few more months and launched it during Q2. Q2 may have been ideal for them, which is sad to say, but it is true. But at mm-hmm. least we are getting something. So Bakugan is already going pretty well in through to the summer of 2019. But you um, got to remember that heckin' Christmas money that those kids are loaded up with now. Oh, dude. Oh, Again, dude. It's, it's, it's a really, I find it to be a really <laughs> risky strategy. But here's something that was important from the call and see what I pointed this out to me. Um, this, um, this spokesperson said that the older generation who used to play the game are advocates for the toy series for these, uh, for the newer um younger audience which is interesting because as see what i put in a conversation we did earlier they finally acknowledge that we exist and that's really important but you know what are your takes on it before i just kind of like blow up about it thank you ha- or thank you uh spin master for officially sponsoring the podcast <laughs> <laughs> hey, d- disclaimer 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 not a sponsor not a sponsor not yeah, a sponsor we're Continue. Not, we're not sponsored we are not sponsored except by delicious cherry sprite yum hey, yum hey, yum hey, hey no also not a sponsor also not a sponsor but hey 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 spin master listen just for a second call me wink continue <laughs> winky face goblin so um okay so i want to say that it's pretty interesting that they're saying that we're the advocates for this because everyone who's making a video on youtube is pretty much over the age of 13 and Uh that's important to realize that it's actually kids who were playing it when they were younger and clearly it's the uh older people who are creating the hype for this one thing it's all the adults and older teenagers that are still doing the collecting nowadays Oh, wait, house. guys, we're the ones making the contents. <laughs> we're the advertisers. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. Spin Master. We are the ads. Yes. <laughs> Kidding. We don't want so, money. I, I think it's interesting. I want a product. This. 
But uh, I feel like there's one major issue, and it's that you have to associate the toys with it. And let's say a lot of the adults don't like the show, then I don't know. I feel like that may cause some issues like background knowledge, maybe what goes on with the Bakugan in the show. Of course, toys are always going to be toys, and that is great. And it's good that they finally acknowledged us, but hopefully the toys are actually of a good, of a good quality. There's going to be an actual meta. They're going to host actual events. And, you know, there's actually something more competitive to it. So you see the adults showing some genuine, uh, genuine interest instead of it being, oh, hey, look, I have this. And then one week later, you forget about it. Mm. Yeah. What's there also interesting. Oh, sorry. Um, but I'm just going to say this What's also interesting about this conversation is the reason this was brought up is because um, one of the investors asked, you know, why do you think that this is going to do well? And something interesting that I told Hato was they brought up three toy brands before that take hiatuses every couple years to, you know, kind of redevelop it. And they mentioned Transformers and Beyblade. Ooh. Huh. Did I hear spinning tops? Yeah. So. Interesting. I kind of figured Beyblade would have been one that would come up. Because you know how many iterations that thing has had? I mean, Hato does because he's Beyblade trash. Whoa, I am also okay. it's gone trash through, It's too. on its third iteration right now, which may last for longer than any other Beyblade series. And it's had a bunch of spinoffs on the size. On the side, yeah, it's only on its third, and we aren't going to be talking about Bay Wheels, Bay Raiders, a bunch of the Japanese manga spinoffs, including the female protagonist one, which was super rare and super obscure. Um, I'm going to be talking about those later, later on. (laughs) No, we're doing that after the podcast, but uh, I think, I think. What they're doing right now for Bakugan, it's overall, it's a very interesting strategy that they're trying to pull off. They're trying to launch the show first. They're trying to launch it after Christmas. They are trying to entice older fans. Uh, Oh, and I believe it was also mentioned that it was more of a comedy, which is interesting because let's see how that plays out because it was Uh, a bit more action-based. I'm disappointed that comedy. Teen Titans Go, Powerpuff Girls 2016. Ah, Something that was said about that was they want it to be comedic, but they also want to maintain that, you know, the, I guess, um, Bakugan essence. Yeah, just kind of the... I guess I don't know the exact word that was used, but kind of the majesty or the imagine the imagination aspect of, you know, you roll this little ball onto a card and then you're having, you know, huge epic battles with this hundred foot, you know, monster. So I think it might I don't know how I feel I, about I, it I being comedy. As, I, I think as long as the comedy doesn't come in the form of only like a one dimensional comic relief character. I think it has a chance, but it can't be the focus on a show like this. It just can't. No, no, no. We we need the comedy to be slapstick and all about prescriptivism. Yes. (laughs) We need the dog to be a Nazi. That, that is, that is an inside joke that no one listening to this is going to understand. Yeah, and we should probably cut that to, out. They probably blocked us. <laughs> yeah, we should probably cut that out before we have we get our entire podcast blocked. Uh, so who, who cares? Honestly, who cares? we need the views. The views. 
<laughs> them views. Okay. Meanwhile, back on the topic. Anything? Anything else on the topic of the conference call that we haven't covered yet? Uh, <laughs> no, I think we've covered everything. I think the the one the general consensus is that the master <laughs> is taking a bunch of risky moves, and hey, you gotta risk it to get the biscuit. All right. I, I, I guess that's that right. Before. I've heard it before. Not a lot, but I know it's a phrase that exists. And that's all that matters. I guess all right, it is. Well, I guess we ranted enough about this. So I guess the next topic here is going to be about why did we get into Bakugan and how come we stayed? And I feel like this is going to be a really interesting one if you people care about that. So oh, yeah, yeah, gonna... who wants to kick it off? <coughs> Mind if I take that away? All right, go ahead. Go ahead. So I actually started sometime around the very beginning of it. Sometime in uh, when did Bakugan come out in America? Two thousand seven, two thousand eight, somewhere. Uh, two thousand, yeah, two thousand eight. Yeah. So right around when that happened, uh, I don't remember if I saw the show first, but one day my parents came home with three Bakugan boosters. Uh, there was a Darkest Fear Ripper, a Subterra Reaper, and what was what was the third? Uh, I think a Pyrus Dragonoid. I think like back in series one, and we all got to pick one. My sister got the Reaper. I got the Fear Ripper, and my brother got the Dragonoid. Of course, I got the worst one of the three with a two fifty. My brother <laughs> got a three hundred, and my sister got a uh, four fifty. Well, I mean, I guess it's not the worst nowadays. I mean, yeah, I, I guess the Ferriper would do pretty well in today's meta, but my Ferriper is actually broke. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I was just a. Uh, I would keep uh, like getting <coughs> some extra Bakugan every now and again. Sorry, I've got like a uh, got not a very great cough going on right now, but I would keep a getting some more Bakugan. My siblings would as well. Our neighbor, like our next door neighbor, and then another neighbor a bit at the end of our street would go on as well. And by the time Gundalian Invaders around came around, it was just my sister and I pretty much. And then when Mectanium Surge hit, it was just me. Oh, wow. Uh, oh, man. I can't say okay. that I'm very surprised. <laughs> but yeah, I... Uh, I was the only one that kept going, but I just got into it. I guess toys or something I liked. Yeah, mm. it's pretty much the only thing I uh, besides like Pokemon. I still have connected from my childhood. Huh, that's nice. So did you stay around for all those years or did you just take a break or and then return later on? You know, Oh, I, de I definitely did take a break. It was a uh, it was sometime in high school i kind of just started uh visiting the wiki less and less as i focused more on classes and all that sort of thing uh college came around and i started to get a little bit more into uh collecting baku tech which is kind of my big obsession nowadays and oh, i'm uh, very much aware 2015 i got a few good stuff a good start on my collection then 2018 i got back into it and now my bakutech collection is effectively complete i just need one guy to send out his 
box of stuff, which isn't happening for another few weeks, which is kind of suckish because I sent my part out to him and he got it within a few days. Oh, well. Sounds like a spicy scam to me. It's it's not a scam. I've worked with him before. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I He's just saying it for the long of, con. <laughs> the long con, yeah. More like just super busy and doesn't know when it'll get time. Also, international shipping is expensive. Ugh. But yeah, then I, I got a... One of the things I have found myself doing this year is getting a bunch of like rare stuff into my collection. Like I've got three single-headed Darkest Hydronoids now, a Battle Gear compatible Helios Mark II, even though it's broken, and the Twin Instructor that goes with it. And I have a few of the MS Baku Evolutions, the Darak, the Helix Dragonoid, and the Alpha Hydronoid, which I uh, sort of team bought with a friend of mine. Well, if it makes you feel better, um, I have the MK2 Battle Gear, which I haven't bought yet, and it's been on hold for like six months. So, and, yeah. and you're a moron. <laughs> Thanks. But, um, hmm. You know, you've had a pretty good story about it. And hey, it's still going on with Baku Tech and getting all the hard to get ones, completing the entire series of Baku Tech, which is so impressive. Not necessarily um, entire series, but just one of each species. I mean, that's good enough. It is. So, who, who wants to take it next? How about you, Hado? All right. So I started when I was, I think, uh, seven or eight when it came out in Canada. It came out in early 2008, I believe. And I first got into it when they had an event near my house at the big shopping mall in my area. So I went to the event. My mother took me, obviously. And they were giving out one free Bakugan to everyone, and it came with a gate card. No ability cards, because ability cards weren't a thing at that time. Wait, and what? Oh, this was during HSP, wasn't it? Yeah, it was during early HSP, because later Ooh. on during HSP, they added ability cards. It was early, early HSP, which is a long time ago. So I got my first Bakugan, which was a Subterra Serpenoid, but it was the dark brown one because I'm, I think they just imported the Japanese ones because, as we know, Subterra is a light brown in North America. So yeah, that was pretty interesting. And after that, you know, obviously I got really into it. It was a great event to go to. And my second Bakugan, I... Oh, I always interchange what's my first Bakugan, but I got a B1 Pyrus Dragonoid. From there, I just kept on collecting, collecting. It was really fun, and I didn't know how to play the game. Um, I think one of the most memorable, most memorable things about Bakugan is when I went to Center Island in Toronto. They actually held an event there for Bakugan where you can meet, you know, Bakugan masters and whatever. And that's a moment I really cherish because I have a few photos there when I was, you know, like seven or eight. And I got to pose with this giant inflatable Drago. I loved it. Um, I wonder where that's sitting nowadays. But hey, you know, whatever. The Drago or the picture? Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, getting a bit of inclusive or in there. Anyway. <laughs> anyway I continue. do have the picture, but I do wonder where that inflatable is. Probably but, in a landfill somewhere, let's be honest. I, I was yeah, going to say landfill, sadness. but I'd like to believe it's in the promised land. <laughs> What's okay, the difference? <laughs> jumping back on topic. 
I left halfway through New Vistoria and I didn't touch Bakugan. I almost came back during 2012, like right at the end of Magnetium <laughs> Surge. That did not end up happening. And I came back in the summer of 2017, I'm pretty sure. And it's because I had found my collection after someone had mentioned it. And I was like, oh, wow, you know, these are pretty cool. Then I went to Buffalo, New York. I went inside the store and they were selling new inbox Bakugan for, uh, I think it was like six US dollars each. Really good price. That's cheap. That's, yeah. that's, that's, that was like around MSP, MSRP, I think. Yeah, it was, they were pretty good prices. And so I ended up picking quite a few. And, and in New York, my interest not bad. just boomed. And so, you know, I've been in the community for over a year now. I went back to that same store this summer and they still have Bakugan. So I ended up picking up a few. I have a translucent Pyrus Fox back and the yeah, Fox bat and translucent uh, Ventus. Uh, I forgot which some Percival, but yeah. You know, that's my story. I did have a six millimeter break. translucent master Ingram. Oh, no, please. Yeah, no <laughs> Put in that clip. Put in that clip. See what I. We're just trolling. We're just trolling. But Seriously, yeah, that's if my if story. I ever, if I ever go to uh, New York at some point, I probably won't. But if I ever go there, I'd probably want to hit up that store and maybe see if there's anything still there. See if I can yeah, pick up some they probably good still have some. That'd actually be kind of interesting. It is. Okay, so that's my story about all the events and whatever going on because Canada, the promised land. <laughs> so who wants to go next? I think see what I should go next. We're just doing the podcast intro order. <laughs> all right. So um, let's see. I originally got into Bakugan because I grew up in a household where Pokemon was not allowed. Really? Not, not allowed to have that in this household. But I always wanted to watch Pokemon and stuff like that. So and anything on Cartoon Network that wasn't Pokemon but had that, you know, anime art style, I would watch just to, you know... uh uh, I guess to be rebellious and be like, it's not Pokemon, but it's pretty much the same thing. <laughs> just, so, to, just to kind of get the feeling of it without actually getting the feeling of it. Right. If so, that makes sense. yeah. And so because of that, I started watching the show. This would have been, let's see, this would have been early 2009 because, yes, it would have been early 2009 that I started watching it actually probably late 2008 and then a couple months went by and the night before Easter. So this is a kind of a funny story. Um, me and my sisters were sitting in their room and I was sitting on my sister's bunk bed and my sister kicked me and oh. Oh, my internet is dropping. Yeah. We're noticing some weird things going on with your audio. Yeah, it's weird. But anyway, my sister decides to kick me while I'm sitting on her bed, which makes me fall and chip my tooth Ooh. and Oof. chipped it right in half. Ooh, and worse. Not safe for words. Hey, where are you? 18 plus stream because of pain. Ah, yeah. uh, so that happened. And this was, I, I think I mentioned, this was the day before Easter. 
So getting up next morning, going to Easter morning church service and having everyone be like, oh, man, what the heck happened to your tooth? And it's just the entire day is that's what happened. And so my mom felt so bad for me that she took me to Walmart that night and she was like, all right, you can get a toy. And I was like, oh, man. I can finally get some of them Bakugan. So I was going to get a three pack originally, but then I was like, Hey, there's actually a game tied to this, but you need two teams. So I was there with my older sister and I was like, Hey, you should, um, you've been watching this show with me. We should convince her to get us one of the six packs and Uh, game pack. Nice. Yeah. And so we convinced my mom to get one of the game packs and in the pack was a Ventus Blade Tigrera. So again, this was early 2009. So B2 had B2, come out. Yep. And so um, it was a Ventus Blade Tigrera, a Ventus Limulus, a Darkest Griffin, um, a Pyrus Ravenoid and a Pyrus Warius was the game pack. And um, I swear my, I think I've had the same game pack. Probably. I, I know Hato had got a, a lot and he posted a picture and it had those exact six Bakugan in it. So it was probably a pretty oh, common that was the game one with pack. Single headed hydronoid in it. Yeah. So Is that the one you ended up getting? Yeah. So after that, um, my sister uh, would take half of my collection every time I would get new stuff. And that continued for several years until finally, um, I don't know, remember what I did, but I did something. I, I think I did something to where some of them got broken and it was really irresponsible. So my dad was like, well, you can't take care of your stuff. So you're not going to play with it anymore. Ooh, and my rough. collection got taken away and put into storage. Um, this was during um, this was right before. Um, was it D3 for Gundalian invaders? I believe wave, wave three. I've, yeah, but I believe the packaging said like D3 or something like that. Oh, that was with some of the reissued chromes, I think. And uh, some yeah. double, no, Double Strike was D2. Yeah, Double Strike was D2. Oh, D2. And, and That's that, what it is. And that came, around, uh, that came around in Wave 3 with Phosphos. Okay, yeah. So around that time, around the time I'm, where I'm Blitz, such a nerd how I know this. <laughs> yeah, it's like Blitz and Phantom Dark, all that stuff I would walk they, they, past. They, the they, were wave, they were Wave 4. But I would walk past the aisle with them and see them and not be allowed to get any. And until I wasn't allowed to get anything else until finally in a Mectanium Surge, I got one Trinity pack. And then this was I had just turned 13. So very rebellious me stole a Baku Trinity from Coles after they were put on clearance. Yeah. Uh-huh. So well, I think we have to put another not safe for work tag because we're promoting theft. Uh, disclaimer: yeah. We do not promote theft. See what I have. We do not, yeah. 
That's I, bad. I, just, I, in jail. I remember um, right after I felt so bad because I, I would, realized I just realized I was muted reacting to that. Oh, <laughs> no. But I realized I felt so bad afterwards because I remember Kodak would make videos of kids going into Toys R Us and ripping open uh, the Trinities and you know how horrible it was and you know kodak being the good samaritan he was buying the boosters just to get the cards that were in them and i was thinking you know who would ever do such a thing grr and then i went home and felt so bad and in that pack i got a uh, <laughs> it was a subterra mercury subterra inventus mercury dragonoid um an Aquas Tailing and a Darkest Vertex. I I owned that same Trinity. <laughs> Pretty decent set, but hey, I don't condone that. And I have no idea where any of them are. Hey, something something karma. Yeah. <laughs> so that was my story, and then everything dropped off from there. Um, a little bit before that, I was a little bit into Beyblade, so that's kind of what you know. Took, interest has took, been the, peaked. took the pain away of not being able to collect Bakugan as I collected Metal Fusion. And I think that's pretty much all I collected was Metal Fusion. Maybe like one or two. Was it Metal Fury? Or Metal yeah. Masters? I can't remember. Metal Masters and then it was Metal Fury. Okay, so it would have been Metal Masters. But yeah, that's that's why I didn't collect... A whole lot, but the, yeah. So, and then like in early June, I was scrolling through YouTube, looking around, and YouTube suggested a video from the one and only Lamar Devente. I hear he's uh, famous. Uh, oh, man, maybe I maybe he's slightly. I hear yeah. he's got awesome hair. Ooh, but oh. it. It said that there was a Bakugan reboot coming, and I was like, well, heck, I've been waiting for this silently for years. I should probably, you know, see if there's any form of community around nowadays. And uh, now I'm here. Hey, that ended up on a good note, you know? What yeah. origin story? The origins of See What I, and then I leaked the dev site, and now everyone loves me. <laughs> yeah we wouldn't have talked otherwise if i'm being completely honest here because you literally the silent. first thing you messaged me was hey how'd you find the dev site <laughs> <laughs> that is true and then we just kind of spoke from there yeah but you know what you know what all good things come to but an end now we have we have oh oh boy all My good God. things come to an end all right and this is yeah. where the traumatic part starts rigatoni take it away Great way, segue. way back, many centuries ago, not long after the Bible began, what uh, are you, I was an airbender. No, I'm Joseph in his Technicolor dream coat. Uh, well, so I remember uh, a similar situation. Uh, my mom said, "You know, Pokemon and all those silly action shows; those are, those are kind of stupid." I said, well, um, uh, hey, Chaotic and Yu-Gi-Oh, wow. And that's really what got me into that whole card game thing was on 
four kids seeing Chaotic and Yu-Gi-Oh was my slow downward spiral that uh, begets the rest of my life. Uh, so I remember in about second grade-ish, Bakugan came out in uh, the U.S. And the first set that I picked up after watching a few episodes of the show and seeing some kids play with them at school was the Bakugan wrist launcher. Oh, wait, wrist launcher. Was that the, uh, the launcher that everybody has nowadays? Yep. Yep. Uh, Not the banana launcher, the wrist launcher. Not, not the, not the banana launcher. Not the banana launcher. It's the one which can hold two Bakugan. Dan's launcher. Dan's launcher. Why don't I know what this is? Give me a a sec. It's the the classic one. Oh, that one. Yeah, I I know. Yeah, I know that one. A friend of mine had that. It might have had. Hmm. Maybe there's an aqua siege with it. Maybe that's the case. That would explain where my friend got his. But the one Bakugan I do remember from that set is a Chaos Saurus. Want to know why? I lost it in my city park. I, oh, I, I mean, no. I, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I was sat down, but then I soon replaced it with a B two Gorum Subterra, and <laughs> maybe some other stuff. I I got toys very sporadically, so hmm. yeah. I don't have many Nuvastroy stuff. The only Gundalian Invader stuff that I have is uh, I believe I could be wrong, but uh, Helix Dragonoid and a Jet Core, both both in the Pyrus and colors, and I believe the Jet Core was silver. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Those are the most common GI Bakugan in Battle Gear, probably. Yeah. I wanted to buy it because, wow, it's a Pyrus Dragonoid and his jet core. Oh, boy. Huh, if that's uh, the only thing you could get from Gundalian Invaders, then I'm seriously disappointed for you. I, I think I have other GI Bakugan that I'm not remembering. Uh, then... In Mectanium Surge, I had, well, before Mectanium Surge, there was a uh, kind of a garage sale in my town. Like everyone does garage sales, including like people putting stuff in the community building if they don't have a garage. And there was just a table full of pudding ones and you and like two dollars <laughs> or like seven B ones in a plastic Ziploc bag. You bet oh, I no. bought all of those pudding. Oh, oh, heck, I can't say the, the effort on this podcast. <laughs> bleep that out. Bleep, bleep out the those put a, put my heckin. Over. <laughs> I was wondering how long is it going to take for you to realize what you just said. And noted for the bot. 
Uh, it's going to take forever to edit this now because of the amounts of garbage we've done on the side here. Hey, uh, uh, we have a note system. Use it. Yeah. So someone take that note. I already and did. Don't worry. I remember also during the Christmas before Magnetium Surge, I got Baku bronze. No, not Baku bronze. Bronze attack. Uh, I believe that's what it was. Pyrus Dragonoid. Mm. You know, the black and gold one that everyone has. Yep, bronze attack. I have the, the Neo, attack. not the regular Dragonite. And and a Deca uh Skyrus Ventus. So yeah. And oh. then in Mectanium Surge, I somehow got my hands on a Pyrus Wolfurio. Whoa, that's impressive. Because nice. those mirrors are pretty hard to get. Yeah. Not sure how I got that. It might have been Did in you a pull a Seawithai and steal it from a Kohl's clearance section? <laughs> no, but the last Bakugan that I did buy was from Kohl's. I think I bought, like, a single of Wolfurio. I could be wrong with that. Um, <sighs> Interesting. Then... It might have not been a single. Then I got a Dragonoid Destroyer for Christmas. And then the last set of Bakugan I ever got. It might have been from a Kohl's or the TJ Maxx that my sister worked at. Both of which we don't have in Canada. Yeah. On, on like their clearance toy section. It was a Baku Trinity with Darkest Infinity Helios. Uh, okay. That's mm-hmm. good. A Ventus and Subterra Mercury Dragonoid. And a Darkus and Pyrus Mutant Talion. Wow, so interesting. Just Infinity stuff. is The yeah. Infinity Helios is the only thing that matters. Uh-huh. Yeah, and, oh yeah, I, I think I'm starting to remember what, where I got that uh, Wolfurio thing from because I remember also having uh, an infinity trister that is trister trister i don't i don't hacking care <laughs> I <can't myself. laughs> uh that that the wheel was broken on so i i got it with a set with that the wolfurio hmm. so yeah so, that's so, good stuff yeah so that's about your history why are you still here why am i still here so after Mectanium Surge ended, I, I like to occasionally check on my childhood hobbies just out of habit to see, like, what's new with Beyblade? What's new with uh, anything that I liked as a child? And, I check on uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! occasionally, and I'm just like, what the heck's going on? Yeah. So I decided to check on Bakugan occasionally. I find out, like, on the wiki... Huh, there's rumors of a reboot. And yeah, that sticks with me for a while and wonder. There's there has to be a Bakugan subreddit. And then I saw the Bakugan subreddit and was immediately disappointed that it was all people trying to sell their Bakugan. But then I saw there's a Discord. And uh a bippity bam bippity boo being on that Discord led me back to the wiki to look some stuff up, and then I saw, oh. Oh, the wiki has a discord. Might as well join that. And after lots of months of lots of stuff coming out, I'm right here 
in this podcast. Yeah, I think most of us, excluding, you know, DM, came back because the reboot. And that's pretty interesting. (laughs) It's really been this new generation of Bakugan bringing us all back and bringing the community back together as it's about to launch in late January. Because we all know that they will probably do that. You make one error and you have to compensate. So can't wait for that late January release. Not December, January. Anyway, I think we pretty much (laughs) covered about everything we were looking at for this. So I guess it's time for us to sign off. So you kick that off, DM. Anyway, uh, thanks everyone for joining us on this episode. I think it's safe to say it went uh, a lot more smoothly than the other one, despite all our hiccups. So we'll do better next time. Despite see what eyes internet hating him and my unusual coughing fits and everyone's everything. And my 36 millimeter translucent master Ingram. <laughs> I think this one pretty okay. So I think we're going to <laughs> shelve it here and pick it up in about a week or two, maybe when the trailer comes out. We'll see. We still don't know if a trailer is going to happen at all, but probably we'll find coming out December 1st now. Probably December 1st. Yep. Anyway, thanks for joining us for we still haven't decided if this is going to be episode 0.5 or episode 1. I think one's fitting because the quarterly report came out. Mm, I, I and guess. we can pretty much officially get started. My name is Darkest Master. I'm Hanto. I'm See What I. And I'm doing that hashtag Fortnite T pose. Asserting well, dominance on the audience. We'll see you guys next time, as long as. Rigatoni stops T-posing long enough to let us go. (laughs) I will never stop! Catch you guys next time. Bye-bye.